Hey, what's up? What's up? I am coming on to this episode off of just having worked out, listening to a couple things. It's been an, it's been a tricky uh, few weeks, to say the very least. Very reminiscent of 2016 in terms of the number of um, black bodies being murdered on screen for the public to see. Uh, and this time around having to be and choosing to be very strategic in how I open myself up to these things. Um, I think the repetition of certain narratives can be very dangerous, especially as a victim. Constantly seeing... um, yourself, people that look like you, victimized over and over again, and especially when things are not done about it. It um, creates this narrative that rings true to both the aggressor and the person being attacked. That being that for the aggressor, I can do what I want, nothing will happen. And for the person being attacked, that this person can do something to me and nothing um, will come of it except that potentially I, or someone I love, may never get to see their families again. I've steered pretty clear of it this time around just because in the summer of 2016, it was extremely paralyzing. Um, it was hard. Um, I remember I stopped going to church. Um, I stopped a lot of things uh, just because, again, that narrative um, being repeated started to seep in and gain steam, and I'm determined to not allow that to happen this time around. Um, As a Black person, giving myself the, the grace to not say or do anything about it because at this point it's no longer my fight right it's no longer black people's fight yeah i'm just gonna say um something that i had one of my friends sent to me and because i think it's really important for um other black people to hear this especially if you're in this state of you know it's it goes into different it flows differently it's anger frustration it's sadness um you know just so many different so many different things let's see she said whatever care for yourself is do that any progress you make in your life and feeling grounded secure safe at peace is a win for the black community as a black person to other black people i just want to give you um the extra bit of what's the proper word i want to give you the permission to take care of yourself to care for yourself and to see that alone as progress God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time of peace within my home. I pray for continued peace. I pray that um, your plans, I as I've experienced so much, 
I pray for the hearts, the beating hearts of those that feel unsafe, threatened, hurt, attacked in all of this, that feel like there is no help, care, or love in sight, that truly fill fear, that you instead instill them with power, with love, perseverance, with strength, and a constant reminder of who they truly are, the power they truly have, and that this false narrative that the people will not pay for what they have done, that abusers who are really out here thinking that they will not pay for what they have done, that you just instill the hopefulness in the victims, that nothing goes unseen, unheard, that healing is an absolute and not just a mere possibility. That every day they wake up, they should feel empowered. Far more than capable, loved, special, seen, heard, and cared for. I pray that we choose to pour all of that energy within into the ones that need it, that those that are quick to speak just be quiet and listen, and that the sounds of those that are wishing for a lack of progress or that are spewing hurtful and hateful things that the ears that fall victim to that hear pure silence. Thank you for this day. And I thank you for the opportunity to have this moment, to have this moment together. I pray all of this in your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. So I recorded that opening a few weeks ago. Uh, it's, it's still relevant. And I pray that whoever um, hears it, feels it, and that it fills their heart and their soul in a way that is needed today or any day in the future. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's get into this intro and into part two of this interview with Miss Kia Lee. Hey guys, this is Maquita Danielle of Polish Pistol and you have reached my podcast. Life things. Here we talk about the things that happen in life, whether it be ups or downs or moments in our lives that feel like they're going sideways. Most importantly, here we are safe, here we are free and authenticity is the name of the game. Dude, I have a podcast. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> What is what is chilling? Right. Chilling means something totally different, I think, in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because there are days of peace, right? I mean, there's the peace even with all the moving pieces. And I think that's the chilling part. <laughs> like the peace is, I think the peace comes in the making of the decisions. Mm. People ask me all the time, how did I do any of it? Mm. And I tell them I just made a decision. Mm. Mm. That's it. Mm. There's no big profound answer. There's no like, I didn't read 25 books and, you know, climb a mountain. I just made a decision. I made a decision because I often find at times for people, the hardest part is making the decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. The follow through of it is the easy part. Mm. it's the easy part because you're actually doing something you're mobile you're moving so a lot of times you don't have time to sit in it because you're physically putting this plan into effect so a lot of times I feel like when we're mobile you know we don't have time to second guess it so what do you say then for the moments that um, the moments that you are you're wanting to make a decision. And so you're trying to consider the results, the possible results of that decision. And, you know, I guess I'm trying to say like, how, how do you make a decision while having those possible, those possibilities in your mind of what can and can't happen? Uh, Prayer. First. Uh, because, because, because that is why the decision is hard because you have all of the things that tell you not to do it. Right. So you have to figure out ways to clear those up. And so for me, prayer, I have prayed like I have never prayed before. And the way that I, you know, I don't pray like, you know, get on my knees and, you know, it's like God and I have conversations. We are having, that is my homie. Like we are having conversations. Um, And I'm like, I know you have told me this 12 times. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Or can you say it again? Yes. (laughs) I need it again. Yes. (laughs) One more time today. Um, um, So that's one way that I quiet those fears. Um, And then sometimes I have to just say, I have to, I also, I'm a person, I have to write it down. I have to see it on paper. I have to see it in black and white. I have to um, manifest those things in a physical form. So I have to put those thoughts on paper. So you're putting what thoughts on paper? You're putting down what it is, the decision part of it or the other thoughts? All of the things as to why I shouldn't do this. So first it is what I want to do. And then it is all of the reasons why I shouldn't do it. And then all of the reasons why I should. Interesting. And sometimes the reason why I shouldn't do them are more than the reasons why I should. But the reasons why I should are much more profound. Um, so and is God still in that piece of it or is that of course he is in every piece of it (laughs) because him and I have had these conversations so now I'm like okay I need to I need to get these things out so God is in every part of it and and my prayer is always 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 for discernment because some things like on a list right could look one way but then discernment shows you 
the other side of it? It shows me the other side of it and it shows me like maybe that's not really that big of an issue than you think it is. Got it. That issue may not be as big as you're making it. Mm, interesting. Mm. That thing that you're worried about, you have created something that may, that may not even be an obstacle. Mm. Because we play out every scenario that may never happen. Right. Those things may never happen. And so, like, I had to write down one day what is one of the best quotes I ever heard. And I don't know where it came from and I don't know. But it was it said something to the effect of um, you shouldn't try it because you may fall, but you just might fly. And it it just it showed me that, you know, you can have all of these reasons why you can't do this. But what if you excel at it? And I have been living my life like that for the last three years. Um, And I can say I have soared. And even in a time right now where I'm not okay emotionally, I'm hurt and I'm kind of broken and I'm I'm upset. Mm -hmm. I still have so much to look forward to. Right. Mm. Um, mm. So in that, so, you know, in making that decision, it's like, okay, I made this choice and I'm not necessarily where I thought I was going to be, but I'm not where I was. Mm. Mm. Paying attention to that. Paying attention. Yes. Yes. And, and, that and present moment. Yeah. How it's different from where you were. Yeah. And understand that when you make the decision, you're not going to have it all figured out at the moment that you make that decision. Right. Making a decision is just saying, this is what I'm going to do. You may not know how you're going to get there. You may not know when you're going to get there. But you have decided that this is this is what I want. Or this is where I want to go. Or this is what I want to do. Or this is who I want to be. Yeah. And be, be gentle with yourself. Mm. Why do you say that? Because and many times we are our biggest critics. And when we, I know me, when I set a goal for myself, and if I don't achieve that goal in the time that I think I should have achieved it, or if I feel like everybody else is achieving that goal and I can't figure out why I can't do it. Right. I have then, I know that I am the worst person on earth. (laughs) And everybody else has this secret that I must not have. (laughs) Right. That's how I feel. And it's like, why does everybody else have the secret and I don't? And so I had to learn to be kind and be gentle with myself. Mm. And it's okay if you have not conquered the world in 24 hours. Right. Nobody is. It took the Lord seven days. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and he still needed rest. Right. (laughs) Right. So if he needed rest and time, why don't you think you do? Right. Right. And so I've learned to be gentle with me. And my like latest thing, step in this journey, the whole piece of time, like um, I'm at a point where I'm not even necessarily, it feels allowed. I want to use the word allowed, even though I know I'm making the choices. I feel like I'm not even allowed to put a date on things. And I don't know if it's because I'm I am in a space of unlearning, putting a date on so many things. Um, sure. But it's like so whenever anybody asks me things, I'm like, well, you know, 
my goal is this, but when it all happened, I mean, you tell me. <laughs> and I think we always and we use this like unrealistic measuring stick that the world has created. Girl. Girl. Because girl. everybody else has their whole life together. And they don't. Right. Right. <laughs> and the whole like you're right. Because the whole if we really look at the big picture of like what this life thing is about. Like right. time time in terms of not taking for granted the moment that you have in front of you I think time is relevant in terms of like in that moment but in terms of being like a restrictive type of I don't know um, thing that drives you to do what you do I think that's totally made up yeah yeah for sure for sure it's self-inflicted. We put that on ourselves. Yes. Yes. And then sometimes on one another. Oh, yes. <laughs> Even like simple things, right? Like, um, you're too young to have a kid. Or why haven't you had a kid yet? Or yes. you're too young to get married. And why haven't you gotten married yet? School. I mean, all sorts of things. All those things. When yeah. really, that's not even what this entire journey is about at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> like one thing I have learned, the biggest, the biggest lesson I learned from getting divorced was that you have to make the life that works for you, mm. not this false creation that everybody else has imposed upon you. You don't have kids now, fine. You want to have kids when you a hundred? That's fine too. A hundred percent, yes. You know, yep. you don't you don't have a man now. Fine, you got a man today, and you got a new man tomorrow. That's fine too. Right. You know, like it's just like you have to you have to create the life that works for you, and not right. everybody else, or not what looks good on the outside. Yes, because that thing will have you caught up. It will have you seventy and miserable. It will have you in your deathbed wondering how did you get there. You know, because there are those moments when life gets real and then the image does not matter. No. At, you know? That yeah. Image is not realistic. No. Realistic. Mm. Like not even attainable, you're saying? No. Because it's not yours. Mm. It is somebody else that's, it is something that someone else has inflicted upon you. And as a person who has newly uh, transitioned into living their life for themselves and stopped living their life for what everybody else told them it should look like, you know, like you were told you were supposed to go to college. You were told you're supposed to, you know, have a husband, have a baby, buy a house, you know, have this career. Like you're told those things as somebody who has newly said, hey, guess what? All that stuff that y'all thought I was supposed to have. Yeah, that's not I'm, I'm miserable. I'm over here dying on the inside and y'all just living y'all life and y'all just enjoying the barbecues and the holidays. Right. 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 It works great for their plan. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm dying. <laughs> Save me, huh? We can't hear you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, can you make me a plate? <laughs> for real. <laughs> So I have yeah. learned that 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 right there. Yeah, that is that's old. That's over. Can we talk a little bit about <laughs> value? 
valuing yourself because I feel like that is tied into there's a lot of different things that are tied into that but like it's, it's tied into everything it's tied into it's tied well first I think that for me I had to learn my worth and I'm still learning it <laughs> I am learning it every single day um, because of just things that I had gone through on my past and trying to heal those wounds that made me feel like I wasn't worth loving, I wasn't worth wanting, I wasn't worth fighting for. I think for me, like, that's a big thing for me. Like, when I have somebody in my life who I feel like they fight for me, that is, like, that is volumes to me. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, my friends mean so much to me because I have um, friends in my life who I know will fight for me. Yeah. Um, my sister is the same way. My sister is fiercely protective over me and people hurting me and doing things to me. So, um, and in my relationship, I haven't found that yet. I haven't found a man yet that I feel like is going to fight for me and not even just my relationships, like my own father. But that's a whole nother story. Familiar. <laughs> Why is, gosh, so similar. Oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so I had to learn my worth just in healing from those things. Um, and not just learn my worth in people, but in my career. Like I just, you know, accepted this new career opportunity um, that is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> and if I pat myself, so happy about that. Me too. I start next Monday. Yes. And it is something that I did not think was going to happen right now. Um, and I fought this this opportunity that was created for me that God said, you've been asking for this, here you go. But because I once again was being loyal to a job that I felt like gave me the opportunity to get to where I am, I felt like someone who I thought valued what I brought to the company, uh, someone who I thought appreciated the the, the fact that I went above and beyond, I did not understand and couldn't accept the fact that this other company values me and they're willing to pay me my worth and set me on a career path because they see that there's even more for my future. And so I had to say, no, it's okay for you to say I'm worth this because I even thought about taking less than just to be loyal to people who I thought appreciated me and then found out that they didn't. And so, you know, understanding your worth is so important. Um, And I think a lot of times as women, we're so used to always saying, no, I'm okay," Or um, this is enough for me. Yeah. And we feel like. Almost taught it. Yes. And we feel like if we demand anything or we require more that we are in some way offending other people. And Kia, I've been in, I've been, and I'm, I know you have too, in rooms where people have told me that. Like, I will advocate for myself. And then you have somebody that will, that has the nerve to tell you that actually, why do you think so much of yourself? You're not that great. Yes, that just happened to me recently in, in whether or not I was going to take this job. And my current job was like, you think they're going to pay you that much? Uh, yeah, because it's in black and white. And, and Or why would they pay you that much? Because I deserve it. Right. 
Right. That part and knowing that's the key not relying on what somebody else is telling you. This is how much you're worth going into the room, knowing it. So despite what they say because of their own views and issues with things. Okay. I'm sorry that you can't see the picture, but I'm going to go somewhere where they can. It's not not. your, your view of what my worth is, isn't actually a reflection on my worth itself. (laughs) Correct. That's the reflection on you. Right. (laughs) <laughs> in actuality is what it is. So I am learning to value my worth in every way. I am learning to understand that it is okay for me to have standards. And it is okay for me to fight for myself. And it doesn't mean that I'm angry. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm combative or argumentative. thing is made up I mean (laughs) and it's only you know I just feel like it's sometimes only reserved for certain people and I think women and black women yes yes um, because we have to fight the stigma of not being the angry black girl yes yes correct I feel like with probably women as a whole that term like the b term right that's thrown out a lot and then as a black woman it's oh it's you're so aggressive and angry yeah. all the time. <laughs> Why are you not smiling? I just don't want to. There's nothing wrong with me. Right. And that whole passive aggressive um, isn't, it's, I don't know. It's just not in everybody's language. Not everybody's willing to do that. To smile and say it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. Correct. In a tone that makes you feel comfortable. Because it's not, because it's okay And I feel like it's almost our responsibility to understand that you, and once again, it goes back to being the narrator of your own story or showing up in your life. Um, You have to require people to value you, but not, I mean, I don't, I'm also a person who I don't think in a way that you have to also yell that at the top of your lungs every five minutes either right like i don't think you need to say to people look at me who i am you know i don't think you need to do that either i think that you can there's a fine line of saying i value who i am as a person but in doing that and and just showing up and who you are as a person you know if that makes sense like just the way that you show up for the world then i feel when you have to have those conversations, it's because, oh, wait a minute, you forgot. So now I need to let you know. But it's also hard to, you know, self-evaluate sometimes. Because I know with me, when I have, anytime I have to do like a self-evaluation, mm-hmm. I'm always like super critical of myself. Mm-hmm. But then it's so hard for me to write accolades about myself. Mm-hmm. In every way, in relationships, in work, in my parenting, and being a friend, um, and being a mentor. Like, it's so easy for me. I can pick apart every little thing in my body. Mm. I can pick apart every little thing. But when somebody's like, well, tell me all the good things about you. I was like, well, you know, I'm okay. I'm nice. Even in doing this, you know, I like when I, when you asked me to do this, I was like, well, I don't think anybody's, you know, I don't think I, it's nothing special about me. I'm just, you know, living life and moving through this world like all everybody else. <laughs> That's like capital <laughs> um, So I think that comes from learning that. And I'm, tr- right. I'm trying to learn that every day. I'm trying to it. learn how to do that every day to say yeah. you're worth it 
and to say like, you know what, you're kind of awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like you're, you're killing it today or accepting that from other people. Those are two big things you just said. Yes. Accepting other people telling you you're amazing. That, yep. Yep. I think both of those were my issue for a long time. The first one of like, um, I think I would not speak up into like, and being in situations that I think made me uncomfortable, like with saying certain positive things about myself because I was being used to told being told negative things about myself or that I was being boastful when I was, I remember being told like as a teenager, like you smile a lot, you smile a lot. <clears throat> Only conceited people do that, you know? And so even though it's, and it came from an uh, older woman. And so, you know, even though I was just like, that's nuts, I haven't forgotten it. And I was a teenager, you know? And so, <laughs> um, and then of those little moments of being told things that you're like, I want to just remain humble. And then you mistake like just being assertive for like oh, right that's just being assertive and and, and, and being for being boastful exactly and not being assertive isn't being humble it's um something else but practicing that like just um again like you said not yelling on the top of the mountaintop or whatever but when it's brought up, you're sure about yourself and Correct. what you bring and yeah. and what you don't bring, you know? <laughs> and, and being okay with saying, you're right, this is who I am. And this is what I've brought to the table in every aspect. I think we have to do that in our lives, um, with our friendships, in our romantic relationships, in our jobs. Um, as a parent, you know, sometimes I even have to remind my child, like, I'm doing all of this for you, and I'm only asking you for this much. <laughs> right. So I need you to remember right. that your life is very comfortable because of me. Right. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. And not even like, I'm not even saying financially, just physically, emotionally, everything. Yes. You know, you have to remind people at times, you have to remind the people that you love. I have loved you through this, this, and this. I have been there for you through this, this, and this. And I deserve to be treated as such. Right. You know? And I think it's very, for me, like, that's one of the hardest pills for me to swallow is when I feel like I have been my best self for anybody. For, like, for my job that I'm leaving, the fact that I know I was my best self and I gave them 150% and to know that I'm walking away and they still didn't appreciate me was hard, was a hard pill to swallow. Um to leave a relationship that I knew I gave a hundred percent of myself to and to walk away with nothing is a hard pill to swallow. Um, so, you know, when you start to understand your worth and then you feel like you've given it and it's still not enough or it's not appreciated, right. whew, that's a, that's a rough place to be. It is. But then there's that story, right, of David, right, in the Bible where he was the youngest son. He was the last one chosen. He was the most undervalued. Yes, he was. He, they sent him out there with the sheep. Right. Right. And so. Right. But he was putting in his 150 percent. 
That's right. To a situation that didn't see his value. No. And it was something that helped him. And it could have helped the other people, but they were too busy not paying attention. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, and he, and then he slayed Goliath. Right. He went on anyway because he was practicing that 150%. So now I got this. I'm used to it. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Goliath. What y'all mean? Like, because he's been doing it. He's been practicing that. Yeah. So it doesn't at least go to waste. It doesn't. It hurts. It, do- it, <laughs> it hurts. And at the moment when you're in it, you feel like it's going to waste. And then maybe nice. you'll figure it out one day that it didn't, you know? Right. You'll get there. You'll get to a in place where... Yeah. One day. Um, when you get you in... When, you, when you're in love with the love of your life and y'all have a couple of kids together and, you know, then you'll be like, all of that was to prepare me for the love that I was supposed to have. Or all of that. Like, even... I can I say that because like all that I went through in this this position that I'm leaving is preparing me for this amazing opportunity that I'm going through. So that's why I can say like I am learning that I'm I'm learning the lesson in this because like that prepared me to walk into this and now I'm going into this with a whole new mindset of I got this. I'm not scared. I'm not apprehensive. And I know I belong in this room. A couple of years ago, I would have felt like, oh my God, can I do this? Am I going to, you know, meet their expectations? Like they've given me all this money now. So now I got to, you know, meet these specific goals and meet these expectations or that they are putting their faith and their trust in me. So I would have put all of these fears and anxieties on me. And I'm not, I'm walking in there saying, no, I deserve this. And I've worked for it. Because I think a lot of times, like you said, like with David, like I paid my dues. Right. It's the perfect time. Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm not afraid. I'm not apprehensive. This is where I'm supposed to be. I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. So it's interesting because I called and it's and we've talked about it and it's accurate. But and I knew this was going to happen. But um, I think I put it in the email, too, like as like the single momming it episode and I think um and obviously it covers everything because we're single and we're moms separately right like they're (laughs) we have our own identities correct those are two entities exactly yeah and so I'm grateful for the different uh conversations and topics that were had and that were brought up and that you shared and was very open and vulnerable with because um it's a very, when you're putting your all into your life in general, so then it, all of those different pieces that are part of it, it unfolds, I see, like this. It's like when it's a single mom episode, it's all of these different different things that are affected by the decision to give 100%. So as like a single mom, I think, that it causes for like certain perspectives and maybe even certain nerve to do things in some ways. Um, it's also more scary in some ways. <laughs> um, I, think, I think that's the huge part of it. Mm. It's definitely more scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't have any, you don't have a safety net. Right. Right. 
Right. Right. Yeah. And in making like those, those decisions, even still, you know, like those faith walks, even still knowing that there's not this safety net. It's a, it's a spiritual, yes, it's a safety net, but like a physical one that you can see and touch every day and know. Correct. Like if I don't even work this out, you got this, right? Right. Right. And I can speak from that place because I have that. So I know the dichotomy of that. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is, it is, it is, it is an intentional decision when you know that you are responsible for this human. And I mean, and I'm, and when I say single mom, I'm saying it as if I'm a mom and I'm not in a relationship because I also am very, um, it is very important to me to also understand that the, the importance of your child having another parent. Right. You know, and that was one of the biggest reasons why I felt like I needed to um, create a different life because I think sometimes in my life that got lost, that having a second parent is very um, important for a child. It's so important. It's so important. You need both. Yes, for a daughter to have a father is 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 needed. Um, right now, I'm to in have this- a healthy relationship with her father. Correct. Correct. Or well, but and and that can maybe not mean a biological father. Absolutely. But that parent, or you know, another parent in their life that is a. Um, that is the other side of the coin. Right. Um, I, I recognize how important that is. And um, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we wear this single mom badge of honor, like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, woman, hear me roar, which we are, you know, I'm not negating that. But trust me, there are times when I say, I don't want to have to be. Facts. I don't want the stupid cape. You can take it. No, you can have it. Right. (laughs) I do not want to have to be the strong one all the time. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't have a choice. What you mean? Like, I'm not. (laughs) That's the part they don't get. It's that part. They don't understand that it's out of necessity. Right. Right. I haven't had that choice. Right. Nobody gave me the option not to be strong. Right. Right. And and I think it's similar to and I don't want to stay on that point because I think it's also to go back to the point of the two parent thing. But um, we were both in situations that we chose to no longer be a part of. Um, And so I think that that's just big too to that last point that you said, not having an option, even while in a relationship to be strong. So it doesn't necessarily like being with someone doesn't mean like, well, you did have an option. You was in a relationship. No, 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 no. You missed it. <laughs> it went right over your head. <laughs> right. Right. It went right over your head. Because yeah. because yeah. when you make that people don't understand that when you make the decision to walk away, knowing that you had your child had a second parent, that you had that parachute, that you That means that you felt like you had no other option. Right. And for the health, as a good parent, and for the health and well-being of yourself and your child, this was the best decision to make. And that it was not something that you entered into 
by this by fly by night idea that this was much right. much um, turmoil because you feel guilt behind it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did for a minute. I still feel guilt at times. Um, for the things that my daughter has to deal with now based off of my decisions because people want to use her to hurt me. So, um, right. you know, I still feel guilt behind it because if I would have just, you know, grin and bear it or just accepted things the way that they were, then, you know, maybe her life would have been different. And so, you know, when you when you say you're a single mom, um and like you said, when you've made the decision to become one because you don't have an alternative. Right. Because the alternative for you at times may not be a physical death, but it's an emotional killing of you. Right. You are dying inside. Right. And your children are watching that. Like that was my whole thing is like, I remember for me, I grew up in a single parent household eventually, but before it became that, um, at the age of two is when I started having the memories of the, the toxic things that were happening between my parents. Um, who were great in like on paper, you know what I mean? Correct. Um, but I, that's when I was like, I don't want my daughter to be in a household where she thinks that this is a healthy way of doing life because it's the only world that she knows, you know, it's the only relationship. It's her first relationship that she'll know. And the one that she probably has the most interaction with. And that I think was the most scary to me, even before myself, I think. It is. Yeah. Because you can take it for you. Right. You can take it for you, but you can't... When you make a decision to raise an emotionally healthy child, you understand that you have to make decisions for their well-being emotionally. And... When you, I think when you come from that, when you come from a place that's not healthy and it's toxic and you learn behaviors that no child should ever think are normal. Right. Um, because I realized that I was normalizing dysfunction. Right. And that came from me seeing that as a child. And I thought that certain behaviors were just what people did. I had to then realize like, oh, this is crazy. And I can't let my child think that this is what love looks like. These are how people who say they love each other interact with one another. That people who love each other do not hurt one another, do not tear one another down. Um, and And I think that also is why I love the way that I love, because I'm very intentional with not telling somebody I love them and tearing them down at the same time. That is that is a very hard for me to understand. I don't understand people who do it. I, I just can't. I don't get it. Um, and so when you make that decision. And that goes back to saying, like, sometimes you just have to make a decision. You know, it's saying like this can't be her life. Right. Because you're cre- I'm creating another generation of the same thing that I'm going through. That's I think that we're all products of um, the decisions that were made in generations before us. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, we're, we're being we're being moms, we're being single, we're being women. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we're being business women. We're yeah. being creatives. We're being we're being it all. It's crazy. Yes. And and so that's why I say like I don't want to have to be the strong one also. Right. <laughs> I'm wearing enough hats. Mm. Um so even though, you know, I'm a mom and I'm single and, you know, it looks like, you know, I'm I'm doing a damn thing. <laughs> and you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are days when you know I do wish that there was somebody who was like I got you right without having to make yourself smaller or without having yes. to deal with um, just BS for lack of better words just yes. without having to be on an emotional roller coaster exactly someone that's also um, emotionally healthy and working on themselves and are holding themselves accountable for their growth and for their health and all of that. Correct. Yeah. Someone who is aware of what they don't have Mm. and willing to do what it takes to fix that. Mm. Right. Right. Um, and or honest about it, right? Yeah, and not making it your problem because I that's another you know like I don't I think it's important like for women to not feel like they have well I mean he does this and he does that so it's worth it dealing with something that's crazy that we've right. made normal like right. made it not that bad that's not it's not normal. <laughs> yeah it yeah. is not in it reverse is- that's how you know if, if it were done in reverse it would be very much not accepted and not normal usually <laughs> <laughs> but then they're not honest about that they're not honest about if it was in reverse you know because i because i'm i'm that person like i'm the person that says well if this was you how would you feel and then i've had you know well i would be fine with it no you wouldn't <laughs> you you say that, but mm, but you can say that because you know it's never going to happen, right? So you right. can say, you know, um, and for this. So for me, I usually get the like honest guys, but that's there's something to that too because even for the the men that will say, you're right, I wouldn't do that, I wouldn't accept that, and that's why I love you. No, 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 no. Like you have to also learn that just because they're honest about it doesn't make it okay as well. <laughs> Exactly. It's not. Like, nothing about this makes sense. This makes no sense. Right. This makes no sense. And so I think, you know. I'm putting up with my stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Because I could never do it if it were reversed. It's like, okay, this this makes sense to you, right? Okay. Um, and so, you know, that is that is the journey for now. The journey for now is figuring figuring that part out. Yeah. And just like, can I like um just like to um parents that have um, excelled in like the co-parenting. I dreamt of that, you know, but in the co-parenting things, just, I just um, take my hat off to two people that have chosen to put their child first and put whatever it is that they don't like about each other to the side. Correct. Um, because it is possible in some situations for yes. that to be the case. And so just... 
hats off to them. And I I have not given up hope on that. Um, because I just, I knew that that was going to be me when I broke up with my ex. I was like, oh, we are going to be like Will and Jada. We are going to be vacationing together. Yes! Like, you're going to bring your significant other. I'm going to bring mine. Everybody's going to love each other because I was so far removed from the relationship of us that having that type of relationship for me was very easy and it is very easy because I have no emotion tied to you in any right. way, shape, form or fashion. Right. I completely I have com- I am I understand that you are truly just the parent of my child. Yes, right. That's where it has to happen on both sides for sure. Yes. So I have no I make no allowances for you to be um, a romantic relationship in my life. So nothing that I do, no way that I move towards you speaks to that. So it's very easy for me to say, hey, you know, bring your friends. I'll bring mine. Everybody's good. I wanted that girl. I used to be like, oh, she's cute. You talking to her? How's that, how's that going? For real. Uh, let me tell you what you should get her for her birthday. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because she's going to be happy if you do this. Like, that is yeah. me at this very moment. But yeah. you understand that when the other person has not accepted that is when you have a problem. Right. Right. Other parent right. is not there and you are, you are in for hell. <laughs> Nothing short of it. <laughs> that was real yeah because they can't accept like how are you okay with this right and um so that is that is working you know it's a work in progress yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully but I do like I pray and hope that that does I can't wait for that day like I cannot wait I will will probably throw a party when that day happens like the day that you were like hey what's up can we just hang out for drinks sure oh my gosh <laughs> even like i mean people just don't realize like even in terms of like in i don't know maybe this is too crazy but in terms of like sometimes first of all like i know what you're dealing with because i dealt with it too Right. So even like on a woman perspective, I can I can give you advice on what I did and vice versa in order to make the situation the best possible situation for everybody. Correct. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be like, girl, he did what? Oh, I know. He going to do this. Then you could just do this and he'll be fine. <laughs> right. And that's not to say that you can't handle it on your own. It's just because we all bring something. If we really evaluate the situation, we all bring something to this that the other person doesn't have. Yeah. Or I just might have been in it longer. So I've experienced mm. things that you may have not experienced yet. True. So if yeah. I can give you the cheat sheet. Right. I'm going to give it to you. If I can give you the cheat sheet on how to make that work so my life can be simple. Absolutely. I got you. Or not even for my life to be simple, but just because at the end of the day, we had a child together. At one point, there was an emotional connection. I want you to be happy. Yes. Yes. Because also in turn, that makes like the kids are watching everything. Yes. So when everybody's happy, then it makes them happy it makes their life easy and normal and peaceful yeah yeah Yeah. 
So that is extremely important. Yeah. So shout out to those that are doing that. I am. um, If it's okay with you, I'm going to close this out in prayer. Yes. Okay. Uh, God, I thank you so much for bringing us together um, many years ago and in this moment in our stage, in this stage of our lives right now. I thank you for the wisdom and the honesty and the openness that has been shared. I pray that you allow it to reach those that need it the most um, and for it to move their lives in the direction that you've called them to it, um, despite the things that may be around them that's keeping them from it. I ask that you please continue to uh, bless Kia on her journey and Kayla on her journey, their journey together, allowing her very important story and voice to be shared um, for her to have to continue to grow the power within her to share it because the world needs it. I thank you for our daughters, for our girls, um, for their friendship um, and for their friendship, bringing ours and bringing us together. Thank you, God, for peace, for growth and peace amongst all the moving pieces. Thank you for um, honest moments of us not being okay. And thank you for the knowledge of knowing that we will be okay. I ask that we all continue to stay safe in the midst of what's happening in the world right now. And um, I thank you for all that you do and all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and stop. And that, darlings, brings us to the end of part two of this amazing interview with my home girl, Akia Lee. Thank you to my beautiful friend for joining me on Life Things with Inquita Danielle. So that, my darlings, is June's episode. I will be back with July's episode. Until then, stay safe, stay prayed up. Don't let anyone or anything interrupt your peace. My love, stay strong. My brothers and especially my sisters, stay strong. I'll see you next time. Because when it's real and when it's authentic and when you're happy with what you're putting out there and it's rooted in your purpose, it's bound to connect with those that need to connect with it. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to create and connect with you. This is Life Things with Maquita Danielle of Polish Pistol. You can follow me on social media at Maquita Danielle. That's on Instagram, Facebook, etc. You can follow future blog posts and check out the old blog post on polishpistol.com. And I'll see you on the next episode. Episode, episode. Bye.